Hey everyone, welcome back to the Stride Power Podcast. As always, my name is Evan. Today we are doing a, another Stride Ambassador check-in. Today we are joined by Monica. Monica, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Awesome, thanks so much for taking the time. We're super excited to hear all about your training update, a couple of the races that you've been running. Uh, can you remind everybody just as we get started, what is your goal race or goal event that you are training towards? Uh, I've got three uh, because in uh, the first weekend of July, I will do the last one, the last race of the Legend Slam. And uh, if I finish that one, I'm the first Dutch woman that completes all four races uh, during the year. So that's now my first uh, goal. And two weeks ago, uh, there was a uh, race that you can uh, for qualify yourself for the Big Dog Backyard Ultra in October. Mm -hmm. And I did it well. So I'm now in the Dutch team. So that's the, the second goal. And I also have um, a fast marathon. And that will be in November, I think, after my long run. So I can do uh, the speed work. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, um, and I think we probably talked about something similar to this last time, that when you do the huge, you know, 200 to 300 kilometer events where you're running uh, around in a circle for, you know, six kilometers plus every hour on the hour, a marathon feels like it goes by so fast. And that, that speed work is just that that marathon pace um, kind of at that point. Uh, how did that uh, qualifying race go for you? Because I know you said that that was your one of your big goals um, previously, and you, you just mentioned it, but can you give us a little bit of a recap? And then maybe for people that aren't super familiar with the format, what that kind of format looks like for that race. Now you will start um, uh, uh, with a group of people and uh, now you start like, for an example, at 10 in the morning and at 10 in the morning you will start um, and then you will run 6.7K and you must be uh, back at 11 because at 11, so the second hour, you will start the, the second uh, round and you will do that uh, until you stop. And so each hour you must run 6.7K and how fast you are, how uh, yeah, more time you have to eat, to drink, to rest. But for me, it is if I'm too fast and the first couple of um, uh, loops I was too fast, uh, then I've got yeah, too much time over and that didn't feel fine for my legs and then you look at stiff and stuff like that. So uh, for me, it was fine when I've got something like 13, 14 minutes over to eat, to drink and to sit down for five minutes and then go back to the start line. Right. It's almost like like that pacing strategy that somebody might be normally used to gets thrown out the window where you're used to running, you know, that easy pace, but it's still kind of moderate where you feel like you're not really working that hard. And then you want to maybe think that you have, have time to sit down or recharge and stuff, but you don't want to be sitting down and then having to get back up with like a minute left and stuff. So that sounds like such an interesting sort of pacing strategy. Um, to kind of figure out how many uh, laps did you end up doing for the race? 
Uh, now I did 28 because I needed 24 uh, for in the Dutch team. Mm -hmm. So I did four more because uh, for my race in July, I need to do 28 laps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, if, it, it was uh, also this, uh, a training for that one. Right. So, and yeah, and, and also uh, it's not uh, that I run the whole uh, 6.7K because mm -hmm. then you are too fast. So the first uh, loop you will, uh, yeah, you will do. Okay, you will see how the track is, mm -hmm. and then you will uh, make a strategy to uh, walk some parts and run some parts, and uh, that's how you do it. Right. When you get to twenty-four laps, what's four more to get to twenty-eight? Right. Like it's only 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 a couple more too, and that sounds like it's really good uh, preparation for your future events too. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, what does your recovery look like after a big event like that? And how do you fit it into your, your training plan and make adjustments like that? Um, yeah, it's, um, I, I take a few days of rest and I, I really uh, listen to my body. Uh, and if my body tells me, oh, it's fine to go for a run, then the first run is like 5K on an easy pace. Mm -hmm. And uh, if that went uh, fine, then I will start the training again. But the, the first weeks, it's uh, only short, um, short training sessions and, and not uh, more than 10K. Mm -hmm. I imagine your running stress balance and your RSS for that day uh, probably uh, took, took a really, really big spike. Like you stacked up a lot of running stress and then yeah, you had to take a couple easy days and stuff um, like that. I did a, not, I wouldn't say similar thing, but kind of a, a relay race style like that, where for, um, you know, a little more than a day, I was running a couple mile legs and I've looked at my data afterwards. I was like, yeah, that's the most running stress I've ever put in a day. So an event like that really prepares you for these longer events um, yeah. coming up, I imagine. But that running stress balance probably takes a really big dive and then uh, takes a little bit of time to come back up to that sort of negative 15, negative 10, maybe training zone or that that zero um, sort of maintenance zone um, and stuff. And so you said you have a couple more events coming up with that big uh, sort of faster, um, you know, marathon looming later this fall. Is there different types of workouts that you're incorporating now versus when you'll switch to maybe more of that uh, dedicated faster stuff a little bit later in the year? Now, for uh, now, I do um, when I have a big event uh, uh, two weeks before. I don't do a lot of speed work, mm -hmm. and after that also. But uh, um, but further, I, I will do the intervals from the, the stride um, uh, training mm -hmm. or what my trainers say on, mm -hmm. on the track, but. Um, so I, I will do a lot more speed work than I did before. Before mm -hmm. I um, I was running the Legends Trail, it was only long runs or short runs with um, very slow. And now I'm also doing that, but I also do twice a week as, uh, in interval. Mm -hmm. Has your critical power adjusted at all since the last time we talked to you, or have things stayed pretty similar? No, it was uh, now it's uh, it was like uh, here and now it's more here. So nice. it's, uh, it's it's going really bad. Yeah, it's it's faster and 
um, yeah. So now I must really work <laughs> on the training to to go to the critical power. What they telling me uh, mm -hmm. to go in. So and that's nice because uh, yeah. I really need to do something. <laughs> right. Do you feel like, so So that's something I feel like a lot of people, um, especially a couple of the other, uh, you know, Australian ambassadors we've talked to uh, in regards to having a critical power update is that, yes, yeah, sometimes it seems intimidating where it's a new sort of level and you've been kind of used to maybe feeling okay or good during some of your workouts. But then now all of a sudden, like you, you met for people listening to the podcast, we had, you know, our hands kind of uh, up towards the top of the screen and one towards the bottom the screen to show that sort of level shift and everybody kind of feels that when that critical power update comes through how do you um maybe approach things mentally do you trust that you know the the auto cfp had been accurate before and so now based on the data it's accurate and you know you can do workouts like that or what's your kind of approach and mindset to having that critical power update <laughs> Now, when I see it and I think oh my god <laughs> that <laughs> is it normal but um uh, on the track, it's for me. I would do, uh, I do that once a week. Mm -hmm. I, I really try to go to that critical power and to run it. And yeah, sometimes uh, it 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 go well, and sometimes not. But um, I, I really try it. And now I'm kind of enjoying it to push myself harder to to go to that critical power and mm -hmm. to run faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's that different uh, sort of maybe acceptance and understanding different parts of the training block, um, you know, require different sort of focuses and things like that. Um, had you had a specific activity or a race that made that critical power go up? What was the main reason that you had that increase in your auto CP? Um, yeah, I don't have a uh, specific race when mm -hmm. it was going up. It was uh, on the trip training that... Uh, mm because then I will run a lot faster. And mm -hmm. I did in April the, the marathon of Rotterdam even in the Netherlands. And it, I, I run it fast for, because I, I, I've got a new uh, personal record. Mm -hmm. But it was, but um, when I was doing it on the, the, the critical power, then I must be faster than I really was. Right, right. <laughs> but it was all, all uh, also four minutes faster than uh, the last one. So, uh, and that's what I want to try to do the next one to run on the critical power. That um, that's right, uh, telling mm -hmm. me that I capable to do. <laughs> then right. I will see uh, yeah, if I can do it. Right. In the um, app or on Power Center right now, what is your sort of projection for your, your marathon coming up? So does it tell you you can run a certain time and a certain power for uh, a marathon right now? Because you, you like you just mentioned, uh, maybe it was a little underestimated and you managed to set a, a pretty good PR. I would say anytime you can set the personal record, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, what is the projection or the estimate right now, um, if you can remember, uh, for what, what your marathon is right now? What Stride is telling me? Yeah. Uh, really fast, like three hours and six minutes, but that's not going to happen. Or? What was uh, your most recent PR that you ran? Uh, three hours and 35 minutes. Nice, nice. So I want to try it to under the three hours and 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And when you maybe, I, I guess, switch your focus from the longer events, the marathon and start incorporating speed work, um, do you feel like you'll use those power ranges and those sort of time estimates from the, the, the event planner and the race power calculator to give you a little bit more guidance? Are you going to stick with some of that track work? How are you going to structure stuff um, when you switch to more of that speed work uh, focus for the marathon? Uh, you mean what I'm using then? Or? Sure. I guess maybe yeah. um, the, the the change in training, how you might plan out from switching to the longer events where you're doing some of those longer runs, the easier um, sort of effort to having a sort of uh, goal power in mind for your marathon or a goal race pace in mind for your marathon. What will you kind of incorporate to inform your training targets as you prepare for different types of events? Yeah, uh, now I'm using uh, the intervals, but also in the stride, there's a lot of long work now where mm -hmm. I'm in the, in the training sessions. But during the, the weekend when I'm working, I can't run like 20K in the evening because I don't have the time for it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing, and for me that that works, is the um, uh, the, um, uh, the case that I didn't run during the week, I would do in the weekend extra. Mm. So when Stride's telling me uh, this week you must run like 80K, I will run 80k, but then I will do a long one in the weekend. So, and then I have to speed up for the marathon and I can also train for my ultra on that way. Right. That's super interesting um, because there is, uh, you know, maybe that specificity um, and uh, that, that, that sort of way that you can make things work for you. So, it, yeah, if you're saying you don't have time to run the long, long stuff maybe later in the evening, but you keep that training volume overall the same throughout the week, but in a thing that is way more specific to your situation. I love that. And that's the really cool flexibility um, maybe that you get. And it helps a little bit uh, packing on those extra kilometers in that long run when you are training for the, the longer events uh, right now too. Is there any type of uh, workouts or training sessions um, that you found yourself really, really liking or really, really disliking? Can you think of any offhand? Yeah, I do like uh, now uh, the intervals, but not the short ones because mm. uh, and then you must do like uh, one minute or one minute 30. And oh, that's killing me. And that's... <laughs> I think because I'm an ultra runner. Right. So uh, give me a, a 1K or 2K on speed work and then it's going to much better. Sorry. But the other way, if I do the short ones, it's very uh, good for uh, the muscles mm -hmm. because uh, they are getting stronger of that. And also that I can use on the ultras when you go up and down. So I do them, but it's not my kind of training that I like. I totally feel that. There's always that sort of like pain that you kind of have to sit in for that 60 to 90 second interval where you're just like, I know this is uncomfortable, especially if your critical power has been boosted uh, recently from some some harder efforts and stuff. But that that nice kind of settling into the kilometer to two kilometer repeats, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm right there with you, too. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the other kind of, um, questions and things on my mind are, 
uh, just maybe how you're going to approach pacing uh, for these other longer events too. So you uh, have a ton of experience going out and doing these long efforts, uh, running um, either using power or you know looking at your pace or going by by that feel and stuff. But as you prepare yourself during these long runs, how are you? Kind of pacing yourself to prepare for race day. Are you running, um, you know, the same effort that you're planning on running on race day? Are you running faster? Are you running a little bit slower? What's kind of your strategy there? Uh, when I do the long run, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, then uh, I'm doing, I'm going slower, and mm. um, and then the, the for the critical power is not that interesting because it's then. Uh, at the minimal what uh, he's telling me to do mm -hmm. and it's also we talk about it also the last uh, the first podcast mm -hmm. when you go up and down then your critical power is so low and uh, <laughs> it's nice to see but the, so it, it's uh, slow and then I'm not looking that, uh, yeah, for the critical power and then is just space and what feels fine for me. And mm -hmm. that is what I'm wanting. Mm -hmm. One uh, kind of question I might have too. So you mentioned uh, previously you do a lot of uh, runs on trails where you have, again, that, that up and down terrain. Um, but we talked previously about how not every footstep is the same and you kind of have to watch where you're going, but it's more fun because you pay attention to the environment. When you finish a long run, do you ever go back and compare to previous long runs, like either your distance or that elevation gain that you get? Do you look at maybe the running stress score or things like your ground contact time? How do you compare different long runs over a training block? What do you kind of look for the differences in there? Yeah, now um, uh, I, I love to see it, eh? all, all the kind of uh, data mm -hmm. that you can see uh, in the, the Stride app. And um, yeah, then I will see uh, how fast I'm going downhill now because mm -hmm. um, uh, a few years ago it was terrifying me and I didn't <laughs> want to do it, but now I really like it. Mm -hmm. So, and then I will uh, check now, oh, that downhill was uh, much better because, and then... I, I uh, also remind me of the um, how it was uh, sent or a lot of tree uh, trees or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And also when I'm uh, going up, also um, uh, how fast uh, it was and uh, and also what I'm really interesting is um, the between your right and your left feet, is it almost 50/50 or not? Interesting. Yeah, that's that sort of thing, I guess, that as you run longer and longer efforts and longer and longer runs, maybe those slight differences that you can barely notice on a 30 minute easy run, those start to really come to you know the surface and you're able to see those differences when you do a three hour run or a four hour run or you're doing these really long efforts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true because um, now I'm more focused on that, uh, on uh, the technique of running mm -hmm. and also uh, um, after the run to check it, how, uh, what the data is telling me. Mm -hmm. I'm also see that I, I run better. My technique is now better than a few months ago. 
Super cool. Do yeah. you have uh, any things that you've tried to actually change in your running? Like while you're currently in, uh, in the middle of a run, do you think keep my cadence up or try and lift my knees up a little bit more? Do you have any sort of those form cues uh, that you've been using? Or is it just kind of a natural byproduct of running more and running faster? No, no, because um, my trainer is telling me, yeah, you must try some exercises while running. Mm -hmm. And um, I so I run with no shoes, just bare feet. And that's really nice because uh, you can't, um, yeah, it, it's more natural running mm -hmm. then. And also uh, to lift up my feet more. So, um, but not uh, high knees because if I do that, then I, then my whole technique is not uh, good. Right. So th there are different types of um, a technique that I will use uh, during the run, and you and I see that when I'm doing that, that um, yeah, th that it's it's better then when I'm not doing it. But mm -hmm. uh, if you practice that a lot of times and you, yeah, then um, in a certain time that, yeah, it's normal to do it and you take it over and you didn't think about it anymore and it will go natural. Yeah, absolutely. Do you notice the same differences if you're doing like intervals on the track versus just an easy run versus your long run? Do you notice improvement in all those areas or is it mainly focused in one area in particular? Like you've been doing the exercises while you've been running faster and so the faster stuff is easier or is it all across the board for all the different types of efforts? Yeah, it's in all the different times of training, yeah. That's super cool because you wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, just have to run faster to see those improvements, but your easy days or your long runs don't really see that. But that sounds like it's one of those things that's kind of hard to, um, you know, compare as a metric. You have to dive in a little bit deeper to the data and really understand yourself. But that is one of the benefits of, you know, being able to track that type of training too, because otherwise you might just be, you know, having a question mark and being like, well, I don't know if the technique work I've been trying to use with my trainer has actually been working um, yeah. or not. Is there anything else that you've started incorporating or changing in your training since the last time we talked with you? Have you tried different types of um, fueling, different types of shoes, different types of uh, workouts and stuff? Had there been any other changes? Yeah, I did a lot of things mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, it, for me, it's also fun to to try a lot of things and then, oh, this doesn't work and this uh, will this work for me. Um, I did uh, use uh, different kinds of shoes, but uh, especially on the, the track. Mm -hmm. And for me, an, a light shoe, uh, it's, it's fine on the track, but not when I'm running, uh, in, in, yeah, not on the track. So uh, that's uh, very nice. And, um, and also I did a lot of kinds of uh, intervals uh, from the stride. Um, because yeah, I like it. And then I see in the library and, uh, some kind of info. I think, oh, that's one, that's a nice one for tonight. So I will do that and uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's one of my favorite things. Um, you know, we put out, we try and put out uh, at least one new brand, brand new workout uh, each week, a power-based uh, workout that's super fun in that library, like you mentioned. But sometimes now that there's, I think there's like over 130 or 140 workouts, sometimes, you know, you get lost in there and you're like, well, that one looks fun. 
and that one looks fun too. And I want to try that one too. And so you have so many weeks in your calendar that you might want to um, try one of these workouts, but it's always fun to be able to um, try, try something new, but then also be in a place where you're having fun with it and you're enjoying it too. That's, um, that's a good mindset, I think. Um, as we wrap up here, can you remind us uh, what your next few races are coming up? And then if people want to follow along with your progress, do you have any places like running uh, social media where people might be able to follow along with those races too? Yeah. Now, the, the first race for me, because I do also now a few races to pace uh, my sister and a friend. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, so I, I'll be there, but not, uh, it's not my goal, but uh, the goal of them. But uh, for me, the first uh, uh, race is the first weekend of July. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then and that's uh, the race called Another One Bite the Dust. And then uh, I, if I do 28 loops, then I uh, I, I finish the Legend Slam. And that are four races. Um, so that's my focus uh, for now. And uh, yeah, you, uh, the other question for the social media, yeah, I have Instagram and Strava. Mm -hmm. I also use that one. Awesome. And where, what, what is uh, the username that people can find you at? We, we, we'll, we repost, um, you know, all our stride ambassadors all the time on the stride running page, but if people want to go directly, keep up to date with your progress, where can they follow you? Uh, my Instagram name is, uh, Monica underscore sports nine, and they can follow me there. Sweet. Um, thank you so much. We're so excited to keep up to date uh, with your progress. I don't think that that, uh, 306 marathon in, in the fall is too out of the question, especially uh, as you taper down and keep hammering out that speed work. It sounds like things are all moving in the right direction. So uh, we're really excited to keep up to date with all of your progress and everything. And thanks so much for taking the time again to, to join us today. I thank you also. Uh, thank you for uh, joining, joining me, Jeff, me.